Caroline. Hi, Emily. Your hair looks great today. Thanks. I yeah, did it nice. yesterday and it stayed. Yeah, it looks. you look like a model. Oh, <laughs> you do. You look great. I'm kind of Thanks. sporting a, um, what's her name in Star- Secret of the Scarlet Hand? Joanna. Uh, Joanna. I kind of have a Joanna look going on today. I got you things. do. Are those dinosaur bones on your they shirt? Are. I have to share that I read and watched Jurassic Park for the first time in my life. <gasps> um, this when we, Since we've seen each other and I'm obsessed. The I'm first going through time. a dinosaur phase. Yes. I had never seen it before. Caroline's finally going through her dinosaur phase. I am at 23. <laughs> I'm, I'm going through my dinosaur phase. Oh I'm like totally in it, man. And Laura Dern in that movie. Oh. <laughs> she's so hot are you kidding me I was like even look even I can recognize that and I'm straight oh she was so (laughs) hot yeah like oh god and also Jeff Goldblum like Mm, mm -hmm. he was pretty good in that too yeah dude I love I love all of the Jurassic Park Jurassic World yeah all of those movies they're so good oh Emily next time I see you I'll probably have finished the sequel like reading it and watching it so I'll keep you posted on yeah Oh, I don't think I've read any of the books. I would recommend it. They're okay. very, they're, the plot is very similar, obviously, but um, it's a lot more graphic. Like it's a okay. little more like, and it gets more into the philosophical question of like what it would mean for humanity to have hmm. the science to create dinosaurs. Okay. Um, very good. Really I'll good. have to read them. I read another book by, cause that's Crichton, right? Yeah. I read another one by him. I forget what it was called, but, um, and this was like back in high school or early college. And I just really didn't love his writing style because it was very, and this might be what you liked about it, but it was very heavy on the action. And I just, I found, uh, uh, he just, he described it so much that I almost found it kind of hard to follow in my brain, but that was also with that one book. So maybe it would be different with. I would say it it is, um, I'm not into action books. I'm really not into sci-fi very much. Um, Mm -hmm. and I really loved it because I think he did a good job. I don't know like where this falls within like his books coming out, but I think he did a good job of balancing the action with like science and the characters are really good as you probably know from the movies, but also like in the book, they're really good. So I would give it a try. I'll have to give it a go. Yeah. Cause, cause, uh, He's yeah, it's really good. So oh yay. Um, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Jefferson whiskey on the rocks. Yeah, baby. An old classic. (laughs) How about you? What are you drinking, Miss 13% beer? (laughs) Yeah, clearly we've already gone over this question. (laughs) Um, this one is called it's called uh, and I couldn't agree more. We all need to do better. That is the name of this beer. A fucking men. Um, it's from Breakside, which is a local Oregon. Uh, Portland brewery and it is an imperial stout aged in bourbon and maple barrels and it is a whopping 13.3 percent and I have a whole pint here so if I stop making sense in a little bit that's (laughs) that's why but I'll be fine um yeah Emily Uh, what what game are we talking about today (laughs) can you would you do do us the honor of um I would love to so here's the thing the year is 1930. <laughs> I knew. And we're in a roadster and we're on our way to the Lilac Inn because there's yes. a secret in an old clock. Boom. And yeah. that's the entire game. That's the whole game. 
See Season you later, that folks. Sentence. Boom. Okay, bye. Who yeah. did it? No one knows. <laughs> We're talking about the secret of the old clock. And um, before I before I get into my fun facts, I want to lead off with a fun fact. And the because this is the first fun fact before my normal fun facts, because I think it's important, is that I came across in my research for this game what I think, and it didn't say this explicitly, the way that it was worded was, I believe, um, that this, it was something like this was uh, intended to be the 12th game in the Nancy Drew installment or something. And I was like, well, it is the 12th game. But then the way that it said it, I was like, oh, did they intend for this to be the final game Oh, in the series? And that kind of uh, thinking, thinking about that, um, and I'm not sure that that's what it was saying, but that's what it kind of sounded like it was saying. But thinking about that, it kind of, it gave more meaning to this game than it originally had because this was the first book, you know? So them kind of like paying homage to that by making it the final game was kind of a sweet, like, oh, and now it's not the final game. So it's kind of (laughs) lost. Right. Well, I, I wonder like, what about it made whoever was funding this think oh we should make more because this is not a good one to end on (laughs) yeah I don't know I don't know oh my cat might be about to come into frame oh yeah like he's standing right off screen rubbing his cheeks on my laptop (laughs) oh no baby um but yeah we're talking about the secret of the old clock and I have some fun facts should I just get into it yes I'm excited so this game was released on July 19th, 2005, which fun fact is one day after my sister's birthday. Wow. <laughs> oh, she had just turned six. Little babe. Um, it takes place in Titusville, Illinois. Probably. I mean, if you live in Titusville, like maybe this game is your claim to fame. Is Titusville a real place? I actually don't look at that. Okay. Carolina, look it up. Takes place in Titusville, Illinois. Arguably not the most exciting location for a game to be set, um, but it's, it's not fine. real. Oh, it's not a real place, so I don't need to worry about offending anyone. Correct. Cool. Um, yeah. So, arguably, probably the most boring location we ever encounter, except for maybe Florida. Maybe it's beat out by Florida. <laughs> sorry, yeah, Florida. Sorry, Florida. But even people who live in Florida, like the cool people I know yeah. who are from Florida are like, Florida sucks. <laughs> yeah, you guys get it. You guys get it. <laughs> um, this game is based actually not only on the first book of the Nancy Drew series, it's based on the first four books of the Nancy Drew series, which are Secret of the Old Clock, The Hidden Staircase, The Bungalow Mystery, and The Mystery at Lilac Inn. Um, I don't know exactly which pieces were pulled from which book, but I know like uh, Lilac Inn had the whole um, Emily's mom died and jewelry goes missing scenario. And then Secret of the Old Clock, I think, is the will miss the missing will scenario. Uh, the and I don't know about the other two. <laughs> so I did actually um, when I was a kid, I read mm-hmm. the Hidden Staircase and the bungalow mystery, but I, I cannot remember the plot of the bungalow mystery. But I read I both sort of them and I forget. <laughs> I remember in the hidden staircase, a plot point being like someone sneaking behind the walls and like the pictures moving being a oh, thing. Oh yeah. So it, it could it. just be that whole secret passageway aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that sounds familiar now that you're saying that. I read both of those too. I thought the bungalow mystery was like 
more about ghosts or something, but I'm not I don't sure. remember. I, I have it at home. So whenever oh, I go home, I can okay. check Let it out. Us know. But yeah. Um, there are also, there are several references to the Nancy Drew series, uh, made in this game as in like the book series. Um, but my favorite is the recurrence of the word keen to reference yeah. Carolyn Keen. Yeah. I like that one. Um, especially because it just, it fits with the period, you know, but it's also like, Hey, Carolyn Keen, what's up? Uh, there's also, there's only one way to die in this game. And it is something that I think I've never done before. And it is when you, you know, when, um, you're the first time you go through the field, like to get to Topham's house, there's the letter that you have to catch. If you miss it, I guess, and go forward, you have the option to catch it again on the bridge, but you could fall off the bridge Oh, and die. Hmm. I don't think that's ever happened to me before playing this game, but kind of a fun But, but can you still game over? Like, like, let's say you oh, run out of yeah. gas in your car yeah. or yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's, um, there's a couple of those. I think I have them pulled up. Uh, so that's the only way that you actually like die, die in the game. And then one of them, I know when you sneak into, um, Topham's house, you can get caught if you don't find the mouse for Yuri in time. Um, and <laughs> another, let me just pull them up because I have it right here. Okay. So there's only one possible death and it's that one you can also lose the game without dying if nancy oh if she crashes her father's car by forgetting to tighten the lug nuts after like if you get a flat tire you have to do that whole thing um if topham catches her snooping around in his house or if you let the villain escape in the end game and yeah that's it so there aren't really there aren't really that many which is kind of frustrating i feel like that's one of the things that's fun about Nancy Drew games is all the times that you die. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it, it's like, there's a lot of about this game that um, I didn't love, uh, but we'll get there in the gameplay notes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Those are all of my uh, fun facts. Should we move on to characters yeah. or no, sure. do you have an Amazon review for me? I do. And I hey. will. So I will say this category of this podcast is a lot more fun when it's a good game. Because the (laughs) the bad reviews are like kind of silly, Mm -hmm. like a little sillier. But this game, the bad reviews, I'm like, these are so valid. You're like, I agree. (laughs) Like, like, yes. Um, This one is uh, from Christine and she says a disappointed Nancy Drew fan. And this is from 2005. So this is a. Oh, she was an OG. Like she got this when it came out. Right. So Christine, if you're, if you're listening, we're reading your review and she says, I'm 14 years old. And I've been playing Nancy Drew games since number three, The Haunted Mansion, and they have always been exhilarating. The puzzles would be tough, but not annoying. And during the game, you would always feel frightened at one point or another. Also, when they promised 20 plus hours of play, LOL, they would mean it. I was disappointed when I finished this game after only five hours of play. When I told my mother this, she suggested I was just getting really good at playing the game and solving the puzzles. After it's reading these other, reviews. I know she's like, you're just getting <laughs> too good. So good, honey. <laughs> After reading these other reviews, I realize I'm not alone in this uh, time shortage matter. I just hope the next game will have the actual amount of time, meaning more than 20 hours of play. If that means that it takes a little longer to come out, I will gladly wait. This is a very like mature and well-written review for a 14 year old. Yeah. I gotta say, good job, 14 um, year old. 
but yeah, that I, I agree. This game was short. It was boring. And, um, that's my, that's at my Amazon review. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm actually curious. Let me actually see how long it took me to finish. Cause I can, I can check. Oh my yes. Story. Tell us. Did you, you didn't stream this one, right? I did not. I, I, uh, I will next one I'm doing is Kapu Cave, I think. Yes. Yeah. It took me four and a half hours. Okay. Just for reference, um, Curse of Blackmore Manor took me seven and a half. Mm-hmm. So that's almost like in like that's almost like mm-hmm. half as much time. Curse of Blackmore Manor is definitely probably the longest game, honestly, until we get to maybe danger by design but if not danger by design like legend of the crystal skull probably yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's i know curse of black more manor is long it's just a good game and this it was a tough act to follow and this definitely um didn't even do it close to justice (laughs) (laughs) anyway okay why don't we get into characters speaking of uh, (laughs) sure um first off we have our lovely Emily Crandall, who's just a very sad girl. She's sad I girl. Know. I her mommy just her. died and her mommy's jewelry was stolen. And she has this uh, inn that she has to run by herself. And it's a restaurant and her guardian just sucks ass. And uh, yeah, she's just very sad. She's just really not doing good. Yeah, it's true. And and she's so young. And I think that, she's you know, she's 17. And and I feel like in the 30s, you know, people expected a lot from young people. But we forget, like, when I was 17, if my mom died, I, I would like not be able to function. I would have been devastated. I mean, oh. she clearly is um, yeah. in the game, too. But yeah, it's it's just very sad. And um, it, the, the interesting thing about this game is I feel like it covered a lot of um, darker topics in, mm. or like more adult themes, like like with the death of a family member and what that would mean, like who a guardian is mm-hmm. and like what um, a will is. And like all of that was like very, um, very serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was definitely like new, like that, that this, that color of things was talked about. But anyway, yeah, Emily, she's fine. She's kind of, you know, that's her whole thing is that she's sad, yeah. but I'm not mad about it. I can't blame her. Yeah. She's sad. Yeah. Yeah. But. We get it. Uh, she was voiced by, and I apologize in pronounce and mm, didn't say that right. I apologize in advance for not being able to pronounce this name. Uh, Walane, maybe it's W A L A Y N. Sharples, which is a name that I want. I want the name Walane Sharples or Walane Sharples. That's just oh, creme de la creme of names right there. Um, and uh, they have also voiced Renee Amond in Legend of the Crystal Skull, which Caroline has not played, but you will, and Takai in Shadow at the Water- Water's Edge. Oh, okay. so quite the quite the cast of characters. Yeah. Emily Crandall, and then you don't know this, but Renee has like a deep Louisiana accent. Mm, yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah, cool. and then Takai is Japanese, so right, totally yeah. different vibe. Yeah, wow. <laughs> uh next and also least um jane willoughby <laughs> oh my gosh classic um yeah legend aka marion looks like a criminal <laughs> a born right <laughs> she does criminal. look like a criminal she does she she has the like the the lines around her lips and the like drooped eyes and just the perpetual scowl and the drawn on mole oh yeah the little drawn on mole <laughs> 
Like this is my disguise. (laughs) My gosh. Yeah, she was fine. You know, like until she was the bad guy. I uh yeah, I was like, okay, you're kind of not equipped like to take care of a child. Like it was clear like she never had children. Um, but yeah, I'm indifferent. Yeah, she never had children, and there wasn't. uh, This is jumping ahead a little bit, but there really were. I mean, there was that letter from Gloria in the drawer, right? But then we didn't really encounter anything unless I missed something in Jane that led us to believe that she was maybe like a fraud. There were a couple moments where she like didn't know information that you would have expected her to, but there were a couple of things in the letter that like if there was something like about mustard or something that if Jane had mentioned that it would have been an oh like this is a link to this letter I was expecting more to come of that but felt like the letter was just kind of a throwaway to mention this gal named Marion right right yeah I oh we'll get to the ending I did think that that twist was one of the stronger parts of this game and that's saying a lot yeah (laughs) that's saying a lot because it's not that great either but I agree with you there isn't Mm -hmm. a lot to I actually, so it has been long enough since I played this game that I had forgotten who did it okay. and like what the twist was. And so when that happened, I was like, oh my God, like yeah. I had like the genuine reaction. So um, yeah, 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 yeah. But okay. We'll get there. Nice. We'll get yeah. there. Um, I uh, don't really understand how Emily didn't know that this was not Jane. If, Yeah. well Jane and Gloria are so close how had Emily never seen at least a picture of her right but this is the 1930s and that I oh I want to talk about this more at the end but okay okay I find it it. believable but yeah okay cool I'll I'll table it we'll get there Jane was voiced by Sarah Papineau who also voiced Ethel Bossini from the last game and Laurie Gerard from the next game oh I love the next game. I'm so <laughs> I love oh. the next game too. It's oh yes, it's very fun. Um, I love. Uh, we've already talked about this, but I love games with stages because yes. I think it makes their just their like replay factor so much higher because you're like, okay, I'm waiting for this thing to happen, and I know this thing is going to happen. I don't oh, know. Yeah, it just makes it more you. exciting for me. Yeah. Next, we have Jim Archer, who is. Versa banker. I know. He just wants to please his wife. Poor man. <laughs> he just wants to like please his wife and make enough money. Uh he went to law school with Carson Drew, but I guess he wasn't super successful at the study of law because he isn't doing it. So right. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's fine. He's yeah. He's you don't not- see him a lot. I don't think I ever, like, in my first playthrough of this, I don't think I ever thought he was the culprit. Right. It's just yeah. like, you were too, no offense, but you're kind of too pathetic. To... You wouldn't, I wouldn't have believed he yeah. would be able to pull it off. Yeah. Like, realistically. Like, you need me to, what is it, based a dress or something? Right. Oh, my gosh. That challenge. <laughs> we'll get there, too. Um, but, yeah. No, uh... he, he's kind of bland. If we're being honest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's pathetic, but he's bland. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, All of the above. 
Um, voiced by Ben Lawrence, possibly pronounced Lawrence. It's L A U R A N C E. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence. <laughs> um, and this is Ben's only voice credit ever. So I'm guessing that Ben was probably on staff with her interactive and they needed someone to voice Jim Archer. Last but also least, because he's terrible, <laughs> we have Richard fucking Top Hat, <laughs> which I do you remember way back in um, a message in the Haunted Mansion with uh, what's his face? God, what's his name? Oh, um, um, the, the bad guy. guy. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? It's um, like Archibald or something. It's. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Louis, um, Louis, 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 something, yeah, Louis, Louis, something, um, and uh, he had like, uh, like a picture of a top hat on his stationery or something, and so, and whenever I think of Richard Topham, I just always think of top hats because that's what his last name sounds like. And so my theory was that Louis, whoever, is also Richard Topham, and I stand by it. Yeah, I think that I could agree with you. They have, they have very similar kind of vibes and also mm-hmm. voices. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have been surprised and if they looks. were voiced by the same. And looks. Yes, totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. Richard is just like such a con man. And it's obvious in the fact that he's gotten away with it for so long is like, are people just stupid in Titusville, Illinois? Like, well, Caroline, here's the thing. (laughs) We all know by now that you're a skeptic. We all know by now that I'm not a skeptic. However, I would call Richard Topham a very large jokester. Oh, big jokester. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't even believe for a second that he... Yeah, he knows that he's scamming people. Mm-hmm. This is not like he's aware. That's what what I mean. Yeah, you know when I say for that. sure, for sure. Uh, I hate him so much. He is terrifying and rude. He's terrifying and rude, which is kind of a weird combo, right? It's like if someone's just rude, then I'm just like, oh, I don't want to deal with you. But he's also just kind of like freaky. I'm like, I don't even know. Like, where are you? I know. I just wanted <laughs> is to. This punch a real him? person in front of me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, he's a teacher of quote unquote, harnessing psychic potential. Uh, going to breeze right past that one. And his cat Yuri meows, unless you give him his favorite toy, which is actually possibly the most realistic aspect of his game of this game. It's true. Mm-hmm. Is the cat. Yes. <laughs> I loved that. That was funny. And verify cats are assholes unless they have everything they want all the time. Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. And Richard is voiced by Tim Moore, who also voices uh, three characters in Danger by Design. And they are Hugo Butterly, Monsieur Marchand, and Gunther Schmeck. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Amazing. I had to say them like that. Of course. Anything French. <laughs> uh, okay. Anything before we move on to, do you have a sleep paralysis demon for me? Oh. Is it a combination of all of these characters? Literally Richard and Jane, Jane. are <laughs> horrifying to look at. Uh-huh. Yeah. Graphics. I know we're not rating graphics anymore, but the graphics were, the scenery was lovely. Like when you were outside, like with, that was really nice, but the character designs besides Emily looked nice, but like everyone else, I was like, what is happening right now? Also, oh, I is- loved 
that they moved that was different like Mm -hmm. they would like move and pick up a newspaper or they would like do like that was very new um which was fun but oh I didn't even notice that yeah that was it was a little rough sometimes though yeah that was actually my first note well no my first note for gameplay was Emily needs mental help and then my second note was why do these graphics suck compared to the last game I yeah. felt like the graphics overall just have gone down. Back. Yeah, it's true. And I, um, you know, so I've been reading this book and I might have more to say on this next episode because I'll be done with it by then. But I've been reading this book called Blood, Sweat and Pixels by Jason. I don't remember. His <laughs> last name is weird. Like it's hard to spell, but um, look up Blood, Sweat and Pixels and you'll find it. But it's yeah. a very interesting book because it take it. He interviews creators of 10 different video games. And it makes you realize how much of a miracle it is that we even have video games just by like the amount of problems that people go through. And it's, yeah, anyway, highly recommend, but I bring that up because mm-hmm. it could have been like, they were rushed for time. They had a new operating system, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, they do take a step back and it's very bad. Yeah. All of that is so fascinating to me. Like, I, know. I don't understand how a cell phone works. I don't understand like how the internet works. I don't understand how video games work. I'm like, how do you do all of these things inside of this tiny little thing? Oh yeah. And the amount of money that it costs to make a game when you don't know if it's going to like make back Mm. what it, it's like, it's like second worst to like Broadway shows. You know what I mean? How Broadway shows are like, they, they often lose money unless they're like Phantom of the Opera. Um, anyway, um, I have here that this is our first game that is set in a specific time period, um, oh. which is fun. I'm yes. pretty sure it is like, right. I, I just put that down, like thinking like, oh, it's 1930. Why is this so specifically in a period of time? But yeah, I mean, um, they were, yeah. they were very, spe- I don't remember them being very specific about a year in any of the yeah. past games. It, and she had a cell phone. So it's clear that, you know, it's, uh you know, at least modern day quote. quote, quote oh, in the day. other games, I thought you were saying she had a cell phone in this game. I was like, no, she doesn't. <laughs> she, the year is 1930, Caroline. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, but yeah, and I feel like this game, I feel like the goal might have been kind of like you were saying to pay homage to the classic books, mm-hmm. um, but it failed. It, it failed epically and unfortunately because they didn't, it didn't do them justice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there were, I think there were a couple like saving graces, but they were few and far between. We'll get there when we get there. Um, the, Quickly, sorry about the intro again, we're not, no, even, we're not even past the, the <laughs> intro of this guy. I, I just have a note here that says we don't get a letter this time. Just oh, a Jimmy mm-hmm. Stewart impersonator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like classic, yeah. <laughs> they they ha- probably hired someone who who voices the voice. Uh, I don't know. I should have looked. I don't even. I don't even think it says. It didn't say in oh. my like resources that I used. It's probably in the end credits of the game somewhere. But even then, I don't think they would necessarily tell us. Like, yeah. But well, this person voiced the beginning. You know, the, the narrator. Yeah, <laughs> the narrator. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Whew, okay, right. so. First off, we drive up to the house, we walk in, and the first thing I do pretty much every time, even though Jane's like, go see Emily, I pretty much always explore the parlor first, 
because it's just right there. Um, and I always get a mirror out of that thing that you have to put the clock that I don't know why I said that thing out of the clock. Yeah. <laughs> that I think for that one, you have to put the gears together in the right place. And then a little mirror pops out. Um, am I wrong about that one? I think that one's the sliding puzzle. The gears are um, in the clock in the bank. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway. this is the sliding puzzle, which I really love these sliding puzzles. I do too. They're fun. Yeah. We've talked about this before. We had one in uh, the final scene uh, yes. and in uh, Shadow Ranch. Shadow Ranch. Mm-hmm. They're love fun. Them. And we get a mirror. And then I hippity hopped over to do Bard Bounce, which it wasn't that difficult, but I don't really like those types of games. I don't know where you're why. figuring out where to slide the things. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind them. They're they're okay. I, I will say that was a that was a highlight of the puzzles in these games. You're not wrong. Yeah, not wrong. I'm with you though. Yeah. Um, and I really like how, so we go up and talk to Emily and then things kind of start off with a literal bang because there's a kitchen explosion and a fire. And I like when, or kind of thrown into the action like that. Uh, that's fun. Um, and then I had a question, which is, was Emily ever really a suspect in this game? No, I, I would have never believed for a second that she did it. Yeah. Um, I also had a question about like Emily has never met Nancy before, so why did she ask her to come here? Well, like, so she knew that I guess Nancy's dad was the only lawyer that she knew, and she wanted someone to keep her mom's jewelry safe, or she knew that they like had a safe. Still very random, but that's the reason yeah. that we're given. She was like, okay. I know your dad has like a safe. Can you take my mom's jewelry because it's worth a lot of money and put it in the safe? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the reason we're given still kind of random, but whatever. Yeah. And she gives her a lot of information right, right off the bat. It's like, um, hello, trauma dump. I guess when your yeah. mom dies, I, you know, I mean, yeah. we wouldn't know, but it's right. pretty traumatic. <laughs> um, I really love these like when we get these mythical grandiose characters in Nancy Drew games, like Josiah Crowley, Dirk Valentine, uh, in the yep. next game we have, um, <laughs> help me. Out. Um, Is the, the I, I don't guy. remember the name. Oh no. I don't remember the name. Oh no. <laughs> oh God. It's, it's been so long. I, oh I really like some of these, I, I cannot remember the ending. Uh, well, you guys know what we're talking about. Yeah. You have the train guy. We have Charlotte Thornton and ghost of Thornton hall. Yes. Um, yeah. I love when we get these like big mythical figures and Nancy drew games that kind of just get brought in as another character in the game. I think that's a Good, fun, fun little addition when it happens. Um, and then I hopped out onto the porch and I called our dad, Carson. Yep. Uh, and he, this was probably the most dad conversation we ever have in a Nancy Drew game. <laughs> yep. Except for maybe the ones when Nancy's in Scotland and Carson is like, it's dangerous, come home. Um, and <laughs> is that in um, Silence Castle by? Oh, no. Oh, 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 Silence by. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I remember that. Um, 
but he gives us a bunch of car tips. <laughs> I know. He's like so specific. I'm like, oh, wonder if this will come in handy later. Right. <laughs> right. It's like the clear exposition. Of yeah. The, yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, I have my first unpopular opinion, Hit which me. is I have a love hate relationship with this mini golf game. Oh, most people just hate it. This mini golf can burn in hell. <laughs> it's not as bad as that game in Secret of the Scarlet Hand where they're you're tossing the ball in the hoops like oh, that bull. was. Oh, oh, not bull. No, it's the one where oh, you have oh, to guess the uh-huh. velocity yeah. or I oh, God, I hate those games. I hate them. Yeah, yeah, but yes. um. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, Isn't this our first Carson Drew appearance? Also, just like, like as a phone contact. Uh huh. Maybe. I think did it might not, be. Did we have him? We didn't have him in Secrets Can Kill, did we? I think no. it might be. It might I think be it right. is. Hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, Carson. You're... Hello, Carson. Hello, sir. Yeah. God. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I love hate mini golf. I always like look forward to playing it one time, like at the beginning of each time I play this game. And then I play it once and I'm like, okay, this sucks. I'm done. <laughs> but I always look yep. forward to playing it that one time. Um, I'm always reminded of Argelfump. I remember watching his playthrough of this game and mm-hmm. him just being so angry at the mini golf. <laughs> he hated the yeah. mini golf. <laughs> that seems to be the general consensus. And I completely right. understand. It's, yeah. it's kind of awful uh but I do love those games that are structured like the ever so popular wordle oh yeah yes that little like, colored pegs in the hole I did games. enjoy that puzzle too I love those. I love all those yeah again the logic puzzles my family actually we used to have like a physical copy of that kind of game and it was yeah. a board where you someone would put four pegs into the four different colored pegs into the little secret part and then the other person would have so many guesses to try to guess what colors the pegs were and what order they were in yeah and after each guess you would tell them if they like got a color right if they got a color right in the right hole yeah oh that's fun fun. yeah Yeah. they're great I love those do you have a particular strategy that you use whenever you see those games um okay well with wordle I I start with the same two words every time Okay. Usually. Um, and then, um, like by your, what are your words? Crane. Okay. And shtick. Mm. And they're different letters so that, and unless crane somehow gets like three green, then Mm. I'll like go for the guesses. But like, usually I've found that it's really good to have like a bunch of different letters to start with the first two. And Mm -hmm. then go into guessing hmm. um like the one today I can't remember the word but I got it in three nice. because of that or like whatever yeah so nice anyway or two maybe four <laughs> that's okay but yeah uh, um yeah that's usually my strategy though is I do two totally different mm-hmm. and then go for the yeah because it's what about for ones like these like in the game where it's just I'll, like I'll colors. usually do that too like where it's oh. like two totally different because it's you know you're you're getting more of a variety mm-hmm. of options and you get more a little mm-hmm. more information than if you are like oh I got this one right so let me guess these other three again mm-hmm. um yeah I don't know that's just always been what I've done hmm. 
like nice. a different combination for the first two. How about nice. you? What is your strategy? Well, for Wordle, I do like the same, the same kind of thing. I start with the same word every time and then I just go from there. Um, but for ones like this, I actually, I'll do all one color mm. and then I'll see like how many results I get back. So for this playthrough of this game, I did like all one color. And I think it said that I had, I had like one in the right spot. And so then I'll keep one of them and then I'll do the other three of another color. And then I see what it says. And then I kind of just progress like that. And then if I'm getting too far and it's not, then I'll like try something else, but that usually works. There's enough. Yeah. Yeah. There's enough. uh, You have enough chances that you're going to get it. So. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Totally. Um, then I, (laughs) okay. I just mocked Topham. Right. But my next thing in my notes is that I would 100% attend the Topham school for the study and discovery of paranormal powers. And that's because I would like fair, 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 fair. I would, because I'm into that shit. However, I think I would quickly realize that it was like a bunch of just BS. Yeah. Yeah. BS. And then I would be out, but I would for sure try it out. And I love those logic puzzles. Like the one he gives us. Yeah. I do love those too. Mm -hmm. And, um, my question with him is like, okay, it's 1930s. Why haven't you been like burned at the stake or like, Mm -hmm. or like, you know, like, cause back then, like religion was such a important and central part of American life. And Mm -hmm. so like he would have been accused of witchcraft or like weird stuff. And it's Mm -hmm. because he's a man, first of all, but also like, why don't people think he's weird? Like, why is he not an outcast a little well, bit? Well, I think we also had back then, wasn't that, like, whenever we see, um, oh, I'm probably going to be wildly off, but, like, when was when was Houdini a big thing? And then out of that, you had um, movies like, have you seen The Prestige? Mm-mm, no. There's a lot of period movies and it could just be totally in the wrong period. And I just am wrong. Um, but there's a lot of period movies that are about like magic, but not just like magic tricks about like psychic paranormal stuff that are kind of older. So yeah, I see what you're saying, but I feel like around that time there was a niche group of people that was interested in this kind of stuff, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, yeah. And I don't know, I could be, that could be totally wrong, but that's just what comes to mind. Yeah. Um, Caroline, I have a question. Yes. How do we feel about driving? I have always hated driving. In these you hate driving. I oh, do. No. And I, um, in, the trail of the twister which we will not be at for a while that it scarred me i i like hated driving in that game oh i hate that game so much i know you like it but oh god i hate it so i uh, i don't mind it okay mm-hmm. fair fair mm-hmm. um yeah but yeah i'm not a big fan of that especially when we have to do the um tag for the different items in the sit in the town it just felt I don't know like it just feels like a waste of time yeah yeah I remember I was because this was I started playing these games early enough that this was the first game I played that had a driving element in it 
And so I liked that because it was like such a new thing when this game, when this game came out, it was like, oh, you can drive around in, in this game. Yeah. Um, but now, yeah, it's kind of just like, oh, it's not fun. And the controls like, aren't great. The corners are weird, uh, which they fixed yeah. in future games that have driving, but yeah, it just, it, yeah. Mm, meh, it's okay. Um, it's, it's interesting because it is a game that uses, especially at the, with the ending that uses our almost like reflex abilities that I'm not used to with these games where it, mm-hmm. it you know, it, that it's relying on that. Yeah. Um, especially with, um, the dress basting. Oh my God. Is that what it's oh. called? Am I saying that right? Um, just <laughs> sewing it up. Yeah. Be, like um basting is a word but basting is usually it, used it, when like a you're gonna take the stitches out right what is oh. that word it is right it is a word basting well, is, is it used for both I like think sewing and turkey juices i'm sorry i think i know i wrote it down somewhere yeah it is it, it's it's a thing it and it's okay. when you use the biggest stitches to like see how something is gonna fit and then if it doesn't it's easy to take them out that's gotcha, what you would use basting gotcha. for um Okay. But yeah, that I have to like go back some some Richard Topham thought or oh, like yes, just please. general thoughts from that point in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the cat in that in this game is scarier than the robot cat, and it's a real cat. The robot cat from um oh god from the, the water's edge. Of the water's edge. Um, its face is so what is happening mm-hmm. anyway. Um, but also Emily, I have a question and I feel like I may know your answer, but do you believe in psychic abilities? Yeah. Okay. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, okay. Let me ask a clarifying question. Caroline is what do you mean by psychic abilities Define it for me? So like the ability, like telekinesis, I guess. And also, um, like Matilda ability to, or a psychic medium, psychic medium. Okay. Or is telekinesis when you move things? Telekinesis Tele- telepathy. when you move things. I meant telepathy. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure about telekinesis. Moving things. <laughs> no, no, but like psychic medium. So like being able to contact like those who have passed or like the ability to sort of map out possible options for the future um, or any of that. Like what is your, I don't know, what ex- to extent to which do you believe in those kinds of things yeah um that's a great question this is something that I love I well I love all of it I believe that um the veil between this world and the next world slash another world slash like the spiritual world is very thin and that some people are more sensitive to that thinness than other people um and uh, I mean, I've had my own experiences, like my uh, two days after my Nana died, she like whispered my name in my ear on the school bus one morning. (laughs) And like, I smelled her perfume from her nursing home. And like, I've had weird experiences like that, but also there's just in my mind anyway, so much evidence that it could exist that it's impossible for me not to at least entertain the idea. And the more that I entertain the idea, the more that I'm like, you know what, this, this kind of checks out. Plus, I mean, I just, I love anything weird. I love anything like 
paranormal freaky and I've always been that way. So I also recognize, like, I know why I understand why other people don't believe in that stuff. Um, and that's just, it's a predisposition that I have to believe in that stuff and to just believe in that there are a lot of things that happen that can't be explained and won't ever be able to be explained by us. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of where I fall. So I don't really know at the end of the day, but I am very open to it and there's more, I think there's more than we know about and I love exploring it. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's rad. Yeah, totally. And I was actually talking to one of my friends about this This is going to be a little bit of, (laughs) (laughs) but like, I, um, I think that the awesome part about being alive and being human is that there are answers to, we don't know the answers to everything. I think we like to think we do, but I, there are things that are unexplainable, Mm -hmm. like a big, you know, I, I mean, we, we have, we are from a similar faith background. And I think that like part of what, I don't know, some Christian people like think that evolution negates the Christian religion, but Mm -hmm. I actually think it, it, for me, it enforces my belief in like God or in something that is controlling everything because life is such a miracle. Mm -hmm. The fact these systems in our bodies and in animals' bodies exist and that we are designed to change with our environment. Mm -hmm. That is so amazing that we're able to do that, that it almost like makes me (laughs) like believe more that like something had to have come up with that system. It's so genius. It's so smart and amazing. And yeah, yeah, I'm, I love the mystery of life, like the yeah. mysteries of, yeah, I, I live in that. Um, yeah. And I know I am the skeptic here, but I do read tarot <laughs> cards and I, I am quite, hey, we haven't talked about this. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm very good at it. And that's like, it's very weird that oh I'm my good gosh. at it. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to ask you for a reading sure. like when we're done, probably. <laughs> No, <laughs> oh, not tonight. Okay, I'm later. not tonight. Later, but yes, yes, I will. I'll oh, yeah, do it for it's you. Late there, okay, it's late where you are. It is, we won't but do it yes, tonight. I, I, um, I'm. It's one of those things that I like was interested in and like wanted to learn about, and then I started mm-hmm. during the pandemic. I started like learning how to do it, Same. and I was like, I love it. Oh my god! Like, and I read for my one friend Maddie, and she'll listen to this because she does. She's my friend who listens to these those podcasts. And I gave her a reading about her love life because at that point she had never dated anyone and she'd been really down on herself about it. Mm-hmm. And the cards showed, you know, it would be a little while longer of a wait, but when she found the right person, it would be the right person. Mm-hmm. And her and her current boyfriend have been in a relationship for like a year and a half now. Aww. And like, they're like, he is the right person for her. Like, speaking as one of her best friends, Maddie. I know Maddie. She's <laughs> killing it. So you know, and she she is even like she's a skeptic, like more mm. than me. And she has even like been like I always remember that reading. Like when yeah. I think about the fact I met Andrew, like it's amazing yeah. how accurate it was. <laughs> oh, oh, so, I love yeah. it. I love. I don't want to hype it up too much because <laughs> maybe like it'll whatever reading I do for you will be a dud, but. Anyway, I I always take things like that with a grain of salt. You know, I think that like the universe, the divine, whatever you want to call it, um, that we, if we open ourselves enough to allow the divine to speak to us through different mediums, then maybe it will. It's like throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks, you know? Yeah, Yeah. totally. Yeah. And I think like science and mysticism and science and faith and religion are super compatible 
I wish that people would talk about that more. They're not mutually exclusive people. It doesn't divide us. It's not. Yeah. They can exist together. Give more depth to the other. Correct. Oh, I, yeah, totally. Anyway, (laughs) I feel like this might be a good pausing point. I feel like this might be episode one. Oh my gosh. Did we just finish episode one? I I don't know. It just, like, it felt to me that this was like, it was a nice little bow. Yeah. You know what? I agree. We'll be back in two weeks. If you want to hear our ratings and our drinking game. Yeah. And the rest of the game. And the rest of the game. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you later, y'all. Hell yeah. Should we sign off with um what's a what's a good byline we would have heard by now? I don't know. <laughs> I know none of them were memorable in this game. Um, um I have a quote from Jane that's um just make like a boy scout and be prepared. That's some good advice right there. Yeah. And, well, we'll send you well, off into your week at mit just let make like a boy Wait, scout like a and boy scout. prepare <laughs> prepared bye. bye thank you for listening to it's locked podcast you can follow us on instagram at it's locked podcast we'll see you in two weeks